Blog Talk Radio. ministry broadcast and we are ready for none other than apostle himself apostle alexander lockamy god bless you god bless you it is time for the burning bush tell your neighbors tell your friends call everybody the man of wisdom is on the air himself apostle lockamy he is on the air and the burning bush god bless you are you there apostle I am. Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening to you. We are so excited. We know that God has given you a dynamic word of wisdom to give us. Please get started. Yes, yes. We want to thank God this afternoon for the opportunity to be able to 
to minister the word to so many of people. And today God has given us a message that is is wonderful. I mean, I touch him. And, uh, and, and we pray that it will find each and every one right where they are sitting. And uh, we want to go to to talk about uh, making uh, the right decision. Making the right decision. The choice is ours. And making the right decision. We, we, we make decisions every day, and, but we make the wrong one. And we simply know right, but we do wrong. The decision, the, the answer is right before us. The decision to make, and we know that we'll jump up because we want to fulfill the lust of the flesh, because we want to fill our desires, because we want to fulfill our emotions, because we want to satisfy our intimate bit. We make the wrong decision, and in making the wrong decision, there are consequences in every decision that we make. And, and uh, uh, Newton said, for every action, uh, Isaac Newton said, for every action, there's a positive and negative reaction. What go up must come down. If we throw a ball against the wall, it's going to come back and hit somebody. And it may not hit the one that you, you went for it to hit. So there are always consequences in the decision that we make. But God wants us to make the right decision in the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent to give us insight, not, not delight, but insight. It was sent to give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. That's why he said that all you're getting Get an understanding. You can be the wisest person in the world and not be understanding. You can be educated. You can have a, a, a college degree, you know, and a doctorate degree, and still not be understanding. Uh, the Bible says all you get, get an understanding. Wisdom, uh, knowledge is one thing, but wisdom is knowing how to take that knowledge and, 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 and interpret it and break it down that it might come out in the right way. A lot of people got knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom uh, to use that knowledge. It's okay, it's okay to be wise. It's okay to know that you ain't supposed to stand in the middle of the highway on the freeway. It's good to know that, but at best you not stand out there on the highway in the freeway. So wisdom tells you not only not, you need to know not to stand there, wisdom tells you not to stand there. So wisdom gives us insight on the things that we already know. So God wants us this afternoon to start making, we're getting closer than we ever have to eternal life. And God wants us to check ourselves that, that, and look at the decisions that we're making. And then we blame on others. It's bad when you don't own up to your own decisions, when, when, when you make bad decisions. Bad decisions don't only hurt you. It hurts others. It, it hurts the, when a husband makes a bad decision to have an affair. He don't only hurt his wife. He hurt his children. He hurt other family members. To hurt other people. When the wife decided that she want to walk out of the marriage and have an affair, she didn't only hurt her husband, but she hurt her children, to hurt her brothers, her father-in-law, her brother-in-law, family members. When you do wrong, when you make wrong decisions, you hurt more than just yourself. You hurt others. And it's bad when you make decisions when you know what the right the right thing to do. And did go make bad decisions anyway. So we want to talk this afternoon about making the right decisions the choice is yours. Joshua said in the book of Joshua, as he was talking to the people, he was trying to correct them, and he, he wanted them to to know that the choice was theirs in, in, in serving God. You cannot make nobody serve God. It never was in the simple where God told us to make anybody serve. God don't even make us serve him. So God don't make us serve him. We can't make people serve God. All you do is pray for people when they don't want to serve the Lord. Don't talk about them. 
Don't judge them. Don't call them all kind of names because that's not for you to do because you were lost one time. Nobody didn't, you didn't want nobody to call your name. We all, we, you know, we, we, we have not always been where we are. Paul said we've not always been where we are. We, too, did those things the time passed in the lust of the flesh. We, too, lied. We, too, cheated. We, too, uh, broke God's commandment. But now that we've been born again, uh, then we ought to help those that, that are lost. We ought to help those that is not where they need to be in God, not by judging them, but by praying for them. So John was concerned here around the, uh, the book of end of Joshua, the fourth, 24th chapter. John was concerned because he led the rebellious people through the wilderness. And he knew that in the back of his mind that they, hey, they just ain't going to do right. But he gave them a lecture before he, before he ended his journey. He said on the 13th verse of the 24th chapter, he said, I have given you a land which you did not labor, God is talking, and cities which you did not build. And you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyard, olive groves, which you did not plant. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the God which your father served on the other side of the river, and Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it seemed evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether God which your father served that was on the other side of the river, or the God of the Amorites in whom land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua did not say, as for me and my house, we're going to make you serve the Lord. Joshua said he chose that he was going to serve the Lord. Sometimes people uh, 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 do what other people do that are around them. If they do wrong, they do wrong. They go left, they go left. But we got to learn not let what other people do affect us. Joshua made his decision that his house is going to live holy. His house is going to serve the Lord. You can't make nobody else's house serve the Lord, but you can serve the Lord yourself. And I wrote down a, little, a few things here that I want to comment on. <clears throat> it said, we're living in a world of confusion, a time of undecisiveness. People act like they are confused and don't know right from wrong. We act like we don't know that two men to two men or two women to two women. We act like we don't know that a man is supposed to go with a woman, a woman is supposed to go with a man. We think that two men are supposed to go together and two women go together, and we really don't, 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 don't know the difference unless the Supreme Court tells us so. And the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court don't know, so how can they give us an answer? Wrong. We call wrong right and right wrong. Our judicial system is contaminated with bribery and corruption. The judges, the lawyers, the DA, if you go to court, you'll find out they all came out the same room in the back of the jury. They sit in the same room. They already they all come out the same chamber. If you are the victim on trial, they do not determine your fate on whether or not you are right or wrong. But whether you are or your color and what you have. But possession, your money, plays a great part on whether or not you are found guilty. They all come out the same room. Already you done paid that lawyer all that money. And the judge already know, and they already know your fate. They already know whether you're going to find you guilty or innocent. Your lawyer done talk to the DA. The DA done talk to your lawyer. Through your lawyer, you're thinking, you're making you think that he's working in your favor. When you already done broke off a piece of that money, you get him to the DA. 
so the DA will lean this way or that way. It's all about bribery and 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 and, and unrighteousness has gotten all in the judicial system. Even a judge gets a little bit. Oh, not every judge, please excuse me. Not every lawyer, but a majority of them have been contaminated by money. And if you got money, you go home when court is over. You don't have no money, you go to jail. Oh, yes, they say that the prisons are filled up with alcohol, filled up with blacks, filled up with this one, filled up with that one. That's because they didn't have the money, as others did, other nationalities uh, uh, had to, to pay their way out. So because they didn't have no money to pay the judge, the lawyer, so the lawyer could pay the judge and the judge could pay the DA, they ended up in confinement. But one thing about God, he is just. He's not unrighteous in his dealings. That's why he said, woe unto the judges that judge my people. God would have every judge to know that when you lay down at night. If you have not judged the people right, then judgment is coming on you. People don't fear no more. People are not afraid no more. People get up and they'll live wrong all week long and get up in the choir on Sunday morning saying, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that say the red light way. They'll, they'll, they'll live ungodly all week long and then get up and put a robe on or the apostle robe or a pastor road, an evangelist road, a prophet road, and prophesy to the people, tell them right from wrong when they done done wrong all week long. It's time that we make the decision to come back to God. It's time that we make a decision to live right. It's time that we make a decision and make a hold of holy hand. We make it look like God ain't holy no more. Is anybody hear me talking? We make it look like that God ain't righteous no more, that God done changed his mind, and God thinks like we think. Do what you want to do. It's your thing, baby. That's what the world says. The world says if different strokes are different folks. We even got thinking that God's thinking the same way we think it. But God is not thinking this way. God is holy. He's holy in the morning. He's holy in the evening. He's holy in the midnight hour. God is holy at all times. That's why he said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye righteous, for I am righteous. God wants us that are people of God to get our act together and make the right decision. How can we save the world when we're acting like the world, when we're cussing like the world, when we're living like the world? It is true saying that they seem like more babies are coming out of the church with unwed women than the world than the, than the women in the world. It seems like the women in the world that don't that don't have Jesus, who don't have Christ, that got a conviction on them not to to have a baby out of wedlock. Why? Because they they were brought up taught that that was wrong. But yet the church world acts like it's just a thing to do. It's nothing. All you got to do is ask God to forgive you, and it's okay. Yes, God is a forgiving God, but there are consequences even after being forgiven. There are consequences in all we do. God wants us to be honor him in our bodies. Amen. With the members of our body, he wants us to honor him. He wants the women to honor him. He wants the men to honor him. Yes, God wants us to live holy. Holiness is right. Holiness hasn't gone nowhere. Holiness is still in style, and God wants us. So Joshua said, choose you today. Whom you going to serve? If God be God, serve God. But if the devil be God, serve the devil. And we know the devil ain't God, so we ain't going to serve the devil. But Joshua was trying to make a, uh, get a point across to them that now God been good to you. We, we need to look back and see how good God been. He bought us from a mighty long way. If it had not been for the Lord who were on our side, none of us would be here today. 
And we owe God that much for how good he did. The Bible says, with loving kindness and tender mercy, have we drawn us. When right and wrong can be both bought off with money, then there there's no justice in the system. I say when right and wrong can be bought off with money, then there's no justice. And this is what's going on in our high places. We got the people up there knowing that that person is wrong, and because of money, we find them innocent. God is not pleased with our judicial system because we have taken lightly his word concerning holiness, righteousness, justice. The world we are living in, as well as the church, act as though that God has changed his mind about righteousness, about holiness, about justice, about living right. They use the terms that I often said, uh, uh, I'm just a man. I'm the only human. I'm just a man. And for that reason, we use that term so we can sin. There are different strokes with different folks. And we keep on using those terms over and over again. It's your thing, baby. Do what you want to do. And nobody can tell me what to do. It may be so far the world talk that way. It's okay if the world talk that way because it doesn't know any better. But for the church to talk that way is a shame, and it bothers me. It bothers the Lord. We are either right or wrong, up or down, left or right, in or out, black or white, little or big, short or tall, high or low, saved or lost. Someone said that there's a saying going around. I want to correct that saying and straighten it out because the word backs it up. Once you say, you always say. Now, many people have heard this, and I don't know what interpretation you got from it, but I'm going to straighten it out tonight. Once you say, you always say. That is not true. Yes, salvation saves us. But if you backslide, you ain't saved. Now, how are you going to be going north and south at the same time? Now you going north, and I turn around and see you get on the southbound and go back southbound, but I pass and you tell me you going north, and I know you got off on the exit and went back south. Same it is with God. He said in the scripture, he said to the man, he said, if a man live right all his days, and in the end he decides that he don't want to live right no more, and he go back in the world and die in his sin, the Bible said that man's soul shall be lost. But if a wicked man live wicked all his days, and in the end, at 80 or 90 years old, decided he don't want to live wicked no more, and that man decides he don't want to live out in the world, and he gets saved, the Bible says all his wickedness will be forgiven him, and he'll be a saved man. So anybody hear what I'm trying to say? Yes, you can lose out with God. You can you can lose your your, your soul salvation. Uh-huh. You, you can lose that. Ain't no such thing as once you say you always say. The scripture don't even back that up. Because the children of Israel backslid so many times from God. Just because God said he was murdered, didn't mean he saved them. Hello? Just because God said he was murdered the backside, don't mean he saved them. The other way, he was giving them an opportunity to be saved. He said, who's the level we will let him come? Take freely of the bread of life. If you don't take make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior, excuse me, and hell going to be our home. If you and I don't make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of our life, then hell is going to be our home. I don't care Grandma say, I don't care Aunt Boo Boo say, I don't care Lisa May say, and Teddy, Teddy, and 
whoever else family member in your thing. That is not going to save you. Every one of us got to work out our soul salvation with trembling fear. We got to make decisions to make Jesus Lord and Savior of our life. The scripture said that we come up any other way. We are a thief and a robber. Ain't but one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, God's Son. Yes, 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 I know you got saved when you were 13 years old, and you've been living like the devil ever since then, and now you're saving me now, and you still want to hold on to salvation. Some of you are on your way to heaven. No, baby, you got to repent. The Bible said repent from once you've fallen and do your first work over. Oh, that's what the scripture said. Repent from, if you don't repent from once you've fallen, you're going to be lost. You're going to stand before the, the judgment seat of God, and you're going to be cast in the outer darkness. We're going to be weeping and grasping the teeth. Yes, the Bible said be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Well, so never a man sow a debt till he also reaps. You can't sow a, a sinful life all your life and then turn around and go to heaven and don't repent. You got to repent. You got to tell God you're sorry. And then you, repent does not mean just make a statement. Repent means to turn. But hello, hello. Repent means to turn from what you're doing. If you get if you get on your knees and ask God to forgive you, and you repent and then get up and go right and do the same thing, you have not repented. All you did was make a statement. Repent and had an action behind it. You got to do something about that. You hear what I'm trying to say? You can't go out there and take somebody's husband and take somebody's wife and go to church on Sunday morning and ask you to forgive God to forgive you for taking their husband and wife and go back home with them. Oh, somebody help me decide to know. Because the scripture said that Zacchaeus was in a sycamore tree, and Jesus went by and, and saw him up there cutting a long story short, told him to come down. Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus had enough of sense to know that, 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 that he would, had done wrong. He was a tax collector. He had took people money by false pretense. And Zacchaeus said that he would give back. He would give back, folks, folks, if he taken anything from any man, Zacchaeus said. In other words, I, mean, I just don't want to be saved. I'll get it right because I've been wrong. I wrong any man, he says, I'll make it right. I come out to tell somebody you need to make it right. God is talking about making the right decision. You sit there in that choir, knowing you don't wrong somebody. Sit there on the motherboard, the deacon board, sit there in the pulpit, out there in the congregation, know you ain't spoke to your mama. You know you ain't spoke to your daddy. You ain't spoke to your brothers. Y'all fell out days ago. Y'all fell out weeks ago. Y'all fell out years ago. Had a monster in your heart toward them, and they toward you. And you sit there telling you on your way to heaven anyhow. So you gonna walk around heaven all day long. I hope you. I hope that do be heaven that you see there. Amen. That you gonna be walking around because God's word is not is not a lie. Not a liar. The Bible says if you don't forgive one another their trespass, neither will God forgive you. Isn't that something? You ain't spoke to your son. You ain't spoke to your daughter. You ain't spoke to your dad and your mom. And you up there telling you, you on your way to heaven. You say you've been born again. If your grace can't make you forgive. If your grace can't make you go hug your mama's neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your daddy's neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your son and your daughter's neck, if your grace can't make you go hug your wife's neck and forgive her, you need to throw that grace away because it ain't the right grace. But this grace makes you forgive. This grace makes you humble yourself. This makes make you say you're sorry. This grace makes you do it right. It helps you make the right decisions. That's why God gave us this grace. Look, none of us are wrong, right. We all wrong. And nobody in no position to judge nobody. We all done sins and come short of the glory of God. We all done made some of the most hideous mistakes that can be made. And we need God's grace. We need God to forgive us. And see, 
And we like the man that, that the king forgave had committed all that wrong. The Bible said he owed the king, I'm just using for example, the Bible said he owed the king $50,000. Mm-hmm. And, and God forgave him. The king forgave him. He had a decision to make after he left from the king. King told him, the king was going to see what, what with those days when you owe someone that if you can't pay, they throw you in the prison and you stay there until you pay. Now, how are you going to pay $50,000 if you're locked up in prison? It was impossible. They're going to throw his family in there. And everything he had in the man cried. Oh, he cried with compassion. He said he was so sorry. Told the king, please forgive me. I'm wrong. King with tears in the eye, forgave the man. And the Bible said the man went right down around the corner about a mile or two and three and met somebody that owed him $2.50. I'm just used that. That's a long way from $50,000. Oh, owed him just a little bit of money. It probably wasn't even $20. And he told the man, he grabbed the man around the neck and said, pay me my $20. You've been on me a long time. The man said, sir, I've been having a hard time, and I don't have a job. and I ain't got no money. I can't pay you that $20 right now. Please forgive me. Give me a test. He said, no, you're going to pay my $20. He said, grab the man around the neck. Choke the man. That's the decision that he made after he was forgiven. Choke the man and throw the man in jail for the man to stay until he paid the $20. But the servant of the king saw what he did and went back and told the king, he said, King, you know that man that you just forgave $50,000 for? And I'll tell you what he just did. He just went and found a fellow that owed him nothing but $20, choked him and threw him in jail, beat him up, bruised him real bad, and told him he's going to stay there until he paid. King said, worry about his soldier, go get the man. Brought the man back, stood him in front of him. He said, did I not forgive you? Did I not show you mercy? Was I not gracious to you? Why then would you go and take that man and choke him like that for $20 when I forgave you for $50,000? Said, throw him in the jail and let, throw his family in there. Let him stay there until he paid the debt. You see how that decision that man made? He didn't have to make that decision. And we are the same way. We judge people. We judge people. We find out they've done something wrong. Oh, we'll get on the telephone. We'll get on Facebook. Oh, we get on the Internet. We get in our little, clock, little little group we got, and we just talk about that sister, talk about that brother, talk about that deacon. We talk about that preacher. Yes, it's wrong for a preacher to be doing wrong when he's holding up a standard, but it's also wrong for you to talk about him. Some ladies were talking about another lady one day in the neighborhood, and the lady had, you know, she was the lady of the night. Yes, she had, had several husbands. She was living in adultery. But they talked about her, church folk, church women, every time they saw her. She knew they were talking about her. So one day they was in a group talking. And she came up, and they were talking about it. She said, you know what? Yes, I am guilty. I am an adulterous woman. She said, she said but if I go to hell because I'm an adulterous woman, she said, y'all going to hell for talking about me. So we have to be careful. Talking about somebody can send you to the same place. For the person that's doing what they're doing. God never told us to talk about nobody. God said, forgive. He told the woman that was calling adultery, he told her, neither do I accuse you either. Go and don't do it no more. So we got to make a decision. Are we going to be compassionate? Hello? Are we going to be compassionate? We're talking about making this right decision now. Are we going to be compassionate? The church is supposed to be the most compassionate place there is. And I keep hearing people talking. It just bothers me to hear people talking about the church. Though hurt, I've been hurt by the church. The church hurt me. It didn't say the world hurt them. It didn't say the club hurt them. They said the church hurt them. Them church folks. Them church folks. 
And them church folks are my brothers and sisters. They bother me when I hear that church folk hurt folk. Folk don't even want to go to that church because they were hurt. Folk don't want to go to that church because of the way they looked at them and because of the way they dress. Oh, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and get compassion back on board. It's time to get love back in the church. It's time to get compassion back in the church. It's time to get holiness back in the church. For the Bible says the abomination, the desolation sits on the throne. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, evil sits on the throne, and nobody said nothing. Wrong, nobody says nothing about wrong. It's okay to do wrong, but we judge what is right. Time to judge right. And you can't judge right if righteousness ain't in you. Hello? You can't judge right if righteousness is not in us. We need to learn how. We are either right or wrong, up or down. It's time to do the right thing. God have not changed his mind about holiness and righteousness. God is expecting us to live holy every day, every minute, every second, every hour, all week long, from Sunday to Sunday, when people are watching you and when people are not watching you, whether you're in the desert or, 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 or out on the, on the other, other side of the sea, we got to live holy. God said in his word, be ye holy, for I am holy. Be ye perfect, for I am perfect. And I sanctify myself from the things of this world, you do also. It's always right and will always be right. Oh, I want to talk about that just a little bit because we make that look like that, that when you start talking about holiness, people start dropping in here. Like, you not not be saying that. You shouldn't be talking about holiness in IGA. You should not be talking about holiness in, 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 in Kroger's or or, or, or or some store because that's not the proper place. Well, they cuss in the store. They, 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 they say whatever they want to in the store. Cuss when they get ready and show no respect to nobody why they're cursing. I believe they can curse in the store. I can talk about Jesus in the store. Uh, hello? And then he said, live holy. God wants cause others to become the same and live holy. Jesus, he lifted it up and he draw all. He said that if, we, if he be lifted up, he said he'll draw all men unto him. How do we lift him up? By living right, by walking like Christ. This is the way we lift Jesus up. We lift him up by living holy for him. And when others see us living holy for God, for Jesus, in spite of what we are going through. See, we make excuses why we don't live holy. This happened to me and that happened to me. And I just couldn't take it. I had to get me a beer. Or I had to get me a joint. I had to get me some marijuana. Or I just go ahead and go find me something to comfort me because I just hurt me so bad. But God's grace is sufficient. God will put no more on you than you're able to bear. I don't care what you're going through. You can come out holy. I don't care who lied on you. You can come out holy. I don't care who talked about you, you can come out holy. So the way to love, the way to live each day, lift up the Lord, Jesus. When we live right, there are also great blessings for living right. See, people don't understand that when you don't live right, you forfeit, you forfeit benefits. Their benefits come from living right. And when you don't live right, you forfeit those benefits. You cause uh, uh, your blessing to be hindered because you won't won't do the right thing. So it's time to make the right decision. Look at the Bible of all those that made right decisions. Look how they were blessed. Cain made, Abel made the right decision, and Cain didn't. Uh, Amen? 
Abel made the right decision, but Cain didn't. And then go Abraham out Jacob. Jacob made the right decision, but Esau didn't. So it's so easy. The Bible says God loved it, Jacob, and he hated Esau. Then the scripture asks a question. Is God wrong? Is God wrong for hating Esau and loving Jacob? No, God ain't wrong. God is judge. God can love who he wants to love, hate who he wants to hate. He's God. He made us. He created us in his image. And when God says he hate, he means that in a godly-like way. He don't mean like in a mean-like way because he mean, he really hated. He he hated Esau because of what Esau did. Esau had evil him. Esau was sinful. Esau had an evil nature in him, and that's what God hated. He hated that evil nature that was on Esau. That's why he said he loved it. Jacob, Jacob was a humble man. Jacob was an obedient man. Jacob was a man that loved the Lord. And the Bible said he hated Esau. God hates our evil nature. He loved us, but he hates our evil nature because our evil nature leads us in the wrong direction. And I say we need to make sure that we got the nature of God, and that's another choice we need to make. We need to make sure that we are truly born again. I ain't talking about somebody said we were saved. We thought we were saved. You need to know that you've been truly born again, not by holding no position in the church, not because you were president of the choir, on the usher board, the trustee board, you need to know that God has changed your nature. You need to know that salvation has come inside. And, honey, if you've been saved, you're going to know you're saved. It is impossible to be saved and not know you're saved because the transformation is going to take place. Old things are going to pass away. The whole all things become new. Now, you've got a lot of people come out of the world, and they don't live they don't live in the world so long now, and ain't nothing left to do but come to church. And they think they say because they don't come to church and they sat on the front row and got them a title in the church and, and somebody made them a deacon and a mother and gave them a position in the church. And now they think they say because they don't change. Now, yes, they is change, but change ain't not salvation. Hello? Change is not salvation. You can be changed all you want to and still be lost and go straight to judgment. But salvation brings, listen, change, hear me, hear me out. Change is not salvation, but salvation brings the change. The Bible says old thing passed away. This is a spiritual thing. The whole all thing become new. What God does is when he saves you, he goes inside you and take out that old Adamic nature that you got, that Adam gave you. When Adam sitting in the garden, we receive an Adamic nature called the Adamic nature. The, the, uh, Adam called us to be condemned. Uh, Adam called judgment to come on us because he, 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 he him and Eve, bit that forbidden fruit. And that's the Adamic nature. But when Jesus came along, oh, oh my God, he gave that he gave us the nature of the Son of God. He gave us a nature to be born again. He gave us that versus nature. Now we got the we got now we got the nature of Christ. In other words, the spirit of Christ is living on the inside of us. And whatever attribute God is, whatever nature Jesus is, we are that now of love and joy and peace and patience and all that good stuff. We got the nature of Jesus in us, and that's what happens when you're born again. God takes out the old nature, and he put a new nature in you. You're going to live right because the new nature is right. That's why you're living right. You're not living right because you're just living right. You're living right because righteousness is on the inside of you. Now, the scripture says we can't even be saved by just living right. you got to be saved by being born again. you got to be saved because God gave you a new nature. The Bible said in no word, we, we're not, by grace are we saved. By grace are we saved. Hello? By grace are we saved. Let me play with this a little bit. By grace are we saved. That's not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. 
It's not a word. Let any man to boss. You got people bossing because they got titles and positions in the church, and they think because of that they got a right to put somebody down, and they claim that salvation. They they claim that it's been grace. That's why he's going to say on that day, many pre- preached in my name, many prophesied in my name, many, many was apostles in my name. But apart from me, I know you're not, for your work has not been lifted. The other word, they ain't never been saved. Now, understand what the scripture said. He said, I know you're not. He said, I don't even know you. Now, if you've been born again, quite naturally, God knows you because he said you were married to a backslider. So quite naturally, God knows you. If you've been, but even if you were saved and backslid, God still knows you because he said you were married to the backslider. But he's talking about people who ain't even been saved. They thought they were saved. They didn't get born again. They don't even have the nature of God in them. That's why he said, I know you're not. Depart from me. For all, this, all these years, you've been, you've been living in sin because you hadn't been born again, because you didn't get the new nature. Because you didn't let me save you. Call old things to pass away before all things come new. You kept on doing the same thing you were doing on the deacon board. The same thing you were doing on the mother. But you brought that same old nature out of the club and set it on the deacon board and set it on the mother board and put it in the pulpit and claim to be born again. But wouldn't let me truly save you. Without true conviction, you are not saved. Oh, without a new nature, you are not saved. Take a hog out of the, take a hog out of the mud, put a three piece suit on him. I mean, put a lot. We'll put about two thousand dollars in that suit, and then put him on some station out and put about two hundred fifty dollars in that. Then put a gold watch, uh, put a Rolex on his on his leg. Maybe put about three thousand dollars in that, and turn that hog loose and see that he go sit on the foot. See that he go sit on the front seat in the church. Uh, see that he go and sit down, go in, in the back and sit on the back pew in the church. But rather that hog will go right back to the mud. You know why? Because you changed the hog, but you didn't change the hog's nature. It's the hog nature to go to the mud. Now, the hog ain't really did nothing wrong because that's his nature. His nature is the Lord. You made the mistake by putting all that expensive stuff on him, thinking that that want to make him change. But you changed the wrong thing. You changed his outward appearance, but you didn't change his inward appearance, which was his nature. The Bible says just like the dog who threw up and went back to and threw up the eat that he threw up. Whenever you go back out of God and deliver you, it's like a dog going back, picking up. You're going back, getting that mess that you already done threw up. I'm trying to help somebody. You can't go left and say you're going right. You you, you can't do wrong and say you're right. Sweet water and bitter water can't come out the same fountain. Jesus said that. Oh, an apple tree don't bring lemon. A peach tree don't bring pearl. Whatever that tree is, that's what that tree going to be. When Jesus said that, he was trying to use, for example, that every tree brings forth whatever's on that tree. And you don't usually see no, no apples on no orange tree because, you, because that was not an orange tree. It was an apple tree. So quite now the apple's going to be on that tree. So you, a, tree is distinguished, a tree is distinguished by what's on it. So if you say you've been born again, the Bible says, aren't you not to walk like Christ? You say you were Christ-like. You say you're a Christian, and you're still cussing. And you still lying, and you still cheating, and you still bite biting, and you still cut one another in the back, and you still loving that man, and and, 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 and he a man, he a man too, and still loving that woman, and she a woman, and you a woman too, and you still doing the things the flesh, you still walking into your natural affection, but you say you on your way to heaven, heaven is holy, oh somebody help me, heaven is holy, heaven ain't dirty, heaven ain't no abomination, heaven is not nasty, heaven is not unclean. But the Revelation said, and all these shall be out the city. 
those that are abominable, those that are unclean, those that are liars, and those that are bite biters and tail and deceivers. Heaven is holy. And we need to make the decision that if we're going to heaven, we're going to have to be holy. God coming back, the Holy Ghost coming back, picking up holy folks. They've been born again, holy folks, holy folks, holy folks. So he coming back, to pick up, and he knows those that are here. The scripture said he already knows those that it is. The moment you die, the moment you close your eyes, God already knows where you're lost or saved. There ain't going to be no 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 problem, no confusion when God come back out of sight, whether you saved or whether you lost. When you close your eyes in the judgment, it was already determined whether you were on your way to heaven or on your way to hell. The scripture says that the rich man died, and Lazarus did too. There wasn't no confusion about what was going on. The Bible said the rich man was rich, and he enjoyed his life while he was here. And Lazarus was sick with sores on him. So bad into the dog, but when he died, the Bible said the rich man opened up his eyes in hell. Oh, but the angel picked up Lazarus and carried him into paradise. We got to know that God already knows whether you're right or wrong. We're always talking about Santa Claus. He knows when we're right and he know when we're wrong. We know we've been good and bad. When I come out of the service, there's somebody greater than Santa Claus watching you. He's watching you every night, every moment. He knows where you've been good, and he knows where you've been bad. He knows where you're right, and he knows where you're wrong. He knows where you're holy, and he knows where you're not holy. And I encourage each and every one who, who named the name of Christ, it's time you decide to walk like the Bible. It's time you decide to do the right thing. It's time you need to choose to make the Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. It's time to hold a holy and clean hand. It's time to give the devil back his tools. Oh, it's time to surrender. It's time to lay down every weight. Oh, and the sin so easy to beset her. It's time to send that man or that send that send that that man that woman husband back home. It's time to send that wife that man wife back home. It's time for you to get out of the adulterous affair. Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah. It's time to go back home to your own wife. Go back home to your own husband. It's time to live holy. It's time to make God proud of us. It, 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 it's time that we plead God and not grieve the Holy Ghost. We just grieve the Holy Ghost by the way we live, but it's time to live holy. It, it's time to set a statement for a dying world. Now, in the world, see, we're not living right. We can't draw them. The only way we can draw the world is live holy. For the world do not know no God but the God that we show them. And God, the world got to see God in us. The world got to see righteousness in us. The world got to see the Holy Ghost performing in us. For the world said, well, if they can't live right and they say, what the need of me getting saved? This is what the world says. So we need to let the world know that we can live saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost feel and five baptized. Live so when men, women, boys, and girls can run and ask, what must I do to be saved? Making the right decision. Joshua said, choose you today. Somebody need to choose today. Huh? that you're going to serve God. You're not going to go to church on Monday and the club on Tuesday. You're not going to serve the world through the week and then go to church and try to tell you a Christian on Sunday morning. It's time for you to make a choice to make God Lord and Savior of your life and walk accordingly day by day, week by week, month by month, hour by hour. Oh, the Bible says serve him in the beauty of holiness. Oh, somebody just don't know what you're missing when you live an ungodly life, when you pretend to be saved, and yet you're you, you scouting the fence and 
this day here today and over there tomorrow. The Bible says, serve the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Oh, when you serve God and holiness, such reward, God said, I reward them that diligently seek me. They such reward that God will give you that will blow your mind. Oh, I wish I'd have known him. I wish I'd have known him sooner than what I'd known him. But I've known the Lord. I've tasted and see. The Bible said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I come out to tell somebody. I come out to tell to the unsaved, the unrighteous, the ungodly, the unholy, who, 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 who don't want God. Who, who see no reason to get God. I come out of, I come out beckoning you. Make God Lord and Savior your life. He's the best thing that ever happened to you. He'll deliver you from alcohol. He'll deliver you from drugs. He'll deliver you from, from running needles up your veins. He'll deliver you from whatever situation you're in. I don't care how messed up you are, God will deliver you. If you make a choice to serve him and come to God and say, God, I'm messed up. God, I want to be a Christian, but 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 the world got me. And I can't seem to get loose. If you loose me, God, if you turn me loose from this world, if you take this grip of this world off me, I serve you, God. I walk right. I talk right. I do right. I live right. I declare to you, God will do just that. The Bible says, who shall ever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I come out of encourage you. Call on his name. Give him a chance to make a difference in your life. Look in your life. Look back. Look how your family been living. Look how your in-laws been living. Look how your ancestors have been living. From one generation to the other, drinking. From one generation to another, gambling. One generation to another, living promiscuously. One, one generation after another, doing all kind of crazy stuff in the sexual realm. You can make a difference. Let it start with you. Don't you be a molestation. Don't you mess with your children. Don't you mess with your little girl. Don't you mess with your little boy. Don't you put your hand on your on, on your kinfolk. Don't you be like your family member would. Don't you be an alcoholic. Don't you be consumed by drugs and be an addict. You can be free today by the blood of Jesus. God's grace is sufficient. All you got to do is tell the Lord you want to be delivered. All you got to do is tell God you want to be free. And God will do just that. So thank you for listening this afternoon. Make a choice to serve the Lord. Oh, that's the best thing that could ever happen in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. That was powerful. Good God Almighty. (laughs) I just love the wisdom gift that you have, Apostle. It is so beautiful. It is so true. It's profound. And it lines up with the word. There may be some that has, and for lack of a better word, people may have that reprobate mind where they think what they're doing is right but it's wrong. Their minds need to be prayed for. They need to get deliverance. Can you pray for them and those who don't even know they're in this type of mess because they think it's right? Yes. Precious Father, I come in behalf of those that think they're right and they're wrong, God. They've been in it for so long. Their mind has been revered, but you can't seem to reach them, Lord, because they decided that this is the life I'm going to live. This is the thing I'm going to do. Mama did it. Grandma did it. Grandpa did it. And they keep right on doing it, Lord God, over and over again. And, and But I ask, Lord, that you would lay your hands on their mind, that you open up their understanding, send somebody to witness to them. And when they witness, let them accept the witnesses, no, Lord, that they will turn, oh, God, they will stop, God, in the name of Jesus, they will lay down, this, they, they will turn from this reprobatedness, oh God. 
turn from this ungodliness, Lord. This that displeased you in so many ways, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would tap into their mind, Lord, bringing the wonder parts of their mind to the obedience of Christ. Show them where they're wrong. You do it, Lord. You got to do it. Do it by your Holy Spirit. I read in the scripture, it said, by your spirit, said the Lord. Do it by your spirit, O oh Lord. Change them now from their reprobated state in the name of the Father. Change them from their reprobated state in the name of the Son. Change them from their reprobated state in the name of the Holy Ghost. Do it for them, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Apostle, not to burn you out because I know you gave a good word, but what does it mean that seven times seven demons going to come upon you? What What I'm alluding to is that I know someone who is a servant of God, and they know what they're doing is wrong. They could even line it up with the scripture. And I try to explain to them that they're going to get it worse because they know better and that they said seven times seven. Was I right in the scripture, or what am I trying to say to make it clear? Well, when Paul said if a man if a man do no right and Paul was speaking of if a demon be cast out of a man, and he said he goes to dry ground, and he, when he come back to that man, and that man is back, doesn't backslid, or he ain't let Christ, he 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 didn't let Christ take hold of his life and take root in his life. He just dare barren. Paul said that demon will go back and get seven more. Other words, that the end of that man be worse than the beginning. Say, for example, before the man got saved, maybe the man didn't, maybe the man didn't want on drugs. Maybe the man wasn't on alcohol. Maybe the man wasn't fooling around. But now that he backslid, all these spirits, these, these are going to come into his life. These seven most spirits, along with the one that was cast out, going to come into him. He's going to start doing things, cussing and lying and cheating, and doing things that he didn't even do before he got saved the first time. Now he ended worse than he beginning. And then because they're a servant, it's, it's worse, isn't it? Yes, yes. Greater judgment. Remember, Scripture said that we have a greater judgment because we're leaders. A greater judgment is going to come upon us uh, than some folks out there in the world that ain't even saved. We're going to get a greater judgment because we knew better. He didn't know to do right. Remember, the Scripture said he didn't know to do right and does it not. Shall be beat by many stripes. And they're thinking it's a trial. Oh, I'm trial. This is a trial. I mean, it ain't no trial. No more whooping. You got to know the difference between a whooping and a trial. God don't God don't beat God God does not beat remember. God does not test. See we we, we even quote the scripture talking about God chastised though they love. No baby, that means that because you done wrong. Chastisement means to bring judgment. Chastisement means to punish. And see God loves you so much you his child. He loves you he don't want your soul to go to hell, so he does he loves you so much to whoop you to chastise you to try to get your attention. But God don't whoop people who don't do nothing wrong. Chastisement is not for a person that ain't sin. Chastisement is not for a person that live right. Chastisement is for a disobedient person. Wow. So what is reprobate mind? Reprobate. It means that God is going to stop. God is going to start sending people to witness to you. God is going to start sending the Holy Spirit to tell you to turn on your mess. God is going to just take his hand out and let you go ahead and love that man that what you want to do. Or whatever that enemy, whatever that abominable thing you're doing, God is not going to try to get your attention no more to tell you to stop. He's not going to do. See, if the Holy Ghost don't draw, you can't be saved. If the Holy Ghost don't 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 complete, you can't be born again. So God will take His hand off and let you just go on and live that kind of life and die and go into judgment. 
So that's like deliberate sin. What is deliberate sin? Well, that's when you when when you when you know better and just deliberately do it. You know, you deliberately living in sin. You know right. Your mama brought you up right. Your pastor told you. You got your Bible. You know what you're doing is wrong, and you just continue to live it. That's deliberate. Wow. That's like driving down the road. That's like driving down the road, and you decide you just want to deliberately run off the highway onto the grass. You did that. Just how you decide you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Have you ever seen children out in the yard? You got nice clothes on. You got to watch them on Sunday, too. You see children in the yard, it don't rain that day. And you look at that little boy went deliberately over there in that mud. Oh, he knew that mud was there. He deliberately went over there and got his suit all messed up. Stepped all in with his shoes and everything. Ever seen a child do that? See, that child knew better. That child deliberately went to throw in the feet in when he got there. That's what we do. We deliberately go and do things that we know better. So he knew he had on his Sunday clothes and Sunday shoes. Yeah. But looking at that puddle with that mud in it, he had just had to step. He didn't care. He just lost his care. He just didn't care. He just had to hear that that nature. He just had to go over there and just make it and just, just get all dirty. Wow. So it's just like the songwriter said. I won't complain because I brought it on myself. They used to. That is true. A hard head make a soft tail. That's what we were told. Yes. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much, Apostle. Again, you have been listening to Apostle Alexander Lockamy, and he's right here in Irwin, North Carolina. It is called the Burning Bush Non-Denominational Church. And if you would like to call him to invite him to your church or for prayer, what is your number, Apostle? 910-658-5206. Again, nine one zero six five eight five two zero six. Yes, God bless you. I would encourage you. Tell everybody to tune in on Thursday to the Man of God. Truly, he has a wisdom gift. He can go behind the veil and rightly divide the word of truth. Again, this Apostle Alexander Lockamy. God bless you so much. Any closing remarks before we close out? No, we're good. All I right. just pray God that everyone yes. Go I'm... ahead. I said I just pray that everyone be call be 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 costful for the decisions that they make. Yes. God bless you and thank you so much for everyone tuning in. Remember Thursday at seven o'clock, Apostle Alexander Lockme. God bless you again and have a nice yes. evening. God bless you. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights, but when I
sing low. I can hardly see the road.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.